folks, and welcome to Inside Middle Tennessee. Well, you know what? We've got a rookie on the board today. I know. It's so exciting. You know, no, we've got, an, we've got an old Inside Middle Tennessee alum. Very old. In Very here. Old. In here. Clayton Harris. Terry Wilcox is doing something with NASCAR this week, and he's not on the board. Yeah, he's up in Nashville. He's, yeah. 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 And we've got Clayton Harris, fresh from Three Dudes and a View. That uh, combat radio, which yeah, which which we do not do on this show. No, we do not. This is Kyler <laughs> Jetler Radio. Yes, I don't know if Clayton could stand it. It's going to be a little too easy for him. Well, maybe we should hoop and holler a little. Now, I've, I've, now over the years, there has been some combat on this show. There has been. Yes, yeah. there has been. Yeah, but not to the extent. No, no, not to not, the not extent that you guys got. Not, not you guys, close. you guys are are the MMA of of, uh, of radio on, on, on the your show. Over. Yeah, you know they have fun. It's just a knockdown drag out. So anyway, it is. I'm Jim Ross. I'm kind of. Uh, I say I'm co-hosting the show. I am co-hosting. That's about the extent of it. We do have Clayton Harris on the board. We're glad he's in. You know, maybe he'll talk about something really important in his life, like. Alabama football or something like that. Scott Sapicki, Sheila Hickman, Sarah Elizabeth. We're all glad everybody's here. It's a great day out there. It's not it's not boiling hot. It's nice. It's not you know, once again, and what is so rare is a day in June. Here we go. To yeah. see the three dudes out of view, they all beat each other up. We have English literature. That's on right. This, this show. is actually American literature. James <laughs> Russell Lowell said and what is so rare as a day in June? Then, if ever come perfect days, yeah. then heaven tries earth if it lay in tune and over it her soft, warm ear lays. Whether we look or whether we listen, we see life murmur or hear it glisten. Every clod feels a stir of might, an instinct within it that reaches and towers, and groping blindly above it for light finds itself in grass and flowers. <laughs> I want y'all to know I am suitably impressed that she was, I want the listening audience to know she did not look at a phone. She just looked me dead in the eye and recited that from yeah, memory. It is, it is not going to get any better than that. <laughs> so we will see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> it's not going to get any better than that. That's pretty strong right there, Sheila. Well, it's James Russell Lowe. That's just a teeny weeny bit of it. Now, let me ask you this. How old were you when you learned that? Oh, I don't know. Well, Well, you taught it how many times a day? No telling how many times I taught it, but I had it when I was in school. (laughs) Second grade. Second grade. Say second grade. Oh, man. (laughs) Second grade. Second grade. You heard it right there, folks. (laughs) Recitation. The old style of education does work. Back when we had school in the second grade. (laughs) But it's just that stuff that you learn as a child, you remember your entire life. The preamble of the Constitution. Oh, Uh, I did lots of memory work. The the. Intro, yeah. the the intro to shake like uh, okay. Romeo and Juliet. Do you remember? Uh, you, I know you will. But remember when we were growing up, we had those schoolhouse rocks. Yeah. Oh, I love schoolhouse rocks. Yes. We have talked. We've talked to the to the interim commissioner right now in those early grade levels is to bring those back into the classroom and let the kids hear them and learn from them because they were very informative, right? Oh yeah. Well, it explained. Hot, hot, remember, I'm just a, a bill, bill, and I'm yeah. sitting on Capitol right? Hill. Yeah. Clayton's going. What world are you guys talking about? Well, don't, Clayton's. Uh, little, I remember, remember those. Clayton's he, like was, a little bit I younger was than me. Scoot when that was going on, but there is a great deal to be said for memorization. I don't care how many computers you have or how many calculators and telephones you have. That does not take the place of what is in your mind. Well, you know, Sheila, I don't. I don't know if they do it this way anymore. I do remember being in third grade. I'm a proud MacDowell alumni. Yeah. We had Mrs. Thrasher yes. as my as my teacher learning the multiplication tables. That's right. And this is before the age of calculators and everything else, and it was all strictly memorization. And it is interesting how it still sticks in your head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we have this. records at the house yeah, that are multiplication tables. 45 RPM records. With and that's multi- how I remember them. Yeah. 
I, I remember my multiplication tables from getting in trouble and having to write them numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> Repetition is also... <laughs> Clayton's over here nodding his head. <laughs> we, uh, you know, I saw something, and you guys, as teacher, you probably know this, but I saw something ingenious uh, the other day in Marshall County. We were touring Marshall County's summer schools. Good. Second grade, and they were doing mathematics, Right. And they were teaching the kids. It was simple addition, right? Well, you know, like they hand out pieces of papers to all the kids and they write them down, right? Not this teacher. She had shaving cream. She oh. put shaving cream on the table and the kids would spread it out with their hands. Tactile and learning. And then she would say, okay, write four plus four and that equals, and they would have to give eight, right? And she'd walk around and make sure all the kids got the right answer. She'd say, okay, clear it off. And they'd just scrub with their hands real quick. <laughs> it was ingenious because the kids yeah. were so engaged because it was fu- you could see them moving their hands, yes. which is a tactile function. You're imprinting mathematics on multiple parts of the brain, right? Yes. And it was just like... Using uh, different methods different senses yes and and so instead of just sitting there and using visual or audio now you're using your touch your feeling your senses and so a good learning yes because now it's imprinting at multiple points on your Mm -hmm. brain which makes memorization easy last a lifetime yes yes so that's what uh uh you know real quick here um we've got we had three schools last week we had uh, bradley county rutherford county marshall county um, great work being done by the teachers in, in summer school, summer camp. I should say summer camp. That sounds better. Uh, going to summer camp, these kids are are doing great work. They're engaged. The teachers are excited. Um, I think we're really on the right path in English language arts. Now next week, mathematics comes out. The scores for mathematics. Yeah, I think I saw something we'll, that we'll was just, reported. Wasn't it that mathematics is down? Or we'll just hold our breath right now. You know, I'll just tell you that. Just hold our breath and see what well, happens. Uh, Ellie Grace is in that. Uh, the Star Learner Camp at Baker Elementary this this month, and they're going to start doing testing next mm-hmm. week. So it'll be interesting to see the improvement. The this improvement is, this is to show the improvement of su- of summer camp to see how well it's been done. Teachers said, I talked to many teachers, and I've got four more visits this week. And I'm trying to I'm trying to get Murray County in there also um, about the content. They said it's very very high quality. Well, now what? The the um, Mr. Hickman and Ellie Grace read this little booklet about birds and their habitat and last such. night. Last and night. she did so she did much better, and she loves birds. How much better is that than the War of 1812? Ornithologist, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Bing! Uh, I don't oh, have she my knows that word. She knows you that ask, word. You ask her when she comes. That to w- we went to Barnes and Noble because I'm a I'm a book. I have to. Can't I'm you t- spell it? Well, we ain't got that part. But she, she, she. I said you can pick out a book, and I thought she wanted like a kids' book. Oh no! We went, and she said, "I want a book about birds." The book, well, birds of Tennessee. Tennessee. There, there's a Tennessee section at Barnes and Noble. And I said, "Oh, Ellie Grace, it says Tennessee birds. Do you want this book?" And she said, "Oh yes, Mama." And she carries she loves it with that her. Book. So and I, I read in the paper this week. That Cornell University now has an app. I've got it on my phone, and it will identify the birds by their songs. Wow! I will tell you tell you a true story. Judge Holloway here in town is uh, is an only old. um, I say he was a. a, um, uh, what's the not the general sessions judge circuit court circuit, he's a circuit, circuit court yeah, judge yeah, yeah. and he he has since been elevated to the court of appeals yes and that's the kind of work he does well bobby is an is an old birder from way back <laughs> and he's the one that introduced me to the merlin um uh, bird app that i've got on my phone and yeah. it'll do it'll do one of two things you can take a picture of of the bird and it'll identify it, or you can turn it on sound ID or whatever, and when it recognizes a bird sound or whatever, then his, the picture of the bird will, will come up, oh. and you, you can see it. It's really, really slick. He is a he lives on 14 acres out Carter Square. Well, he lives down the right place. Yeah, yeah. Yes. so in, there's some pretty deep woods in there. He went out on his porch, screen. I guess he's got a screened-in yeah. porch, and went out there during the spring migration and turned on the sound uh, of that app, and he said within about two to three hours, and just left it on. He got a hundred and twenty-two different birds calls. I don't it, doubt it out there in the backyard in the mornings. 
it's like a symphony of birds yeah. at our it house. Is, it is I just so pretty. Birds, but it's all the birds chiming. Yes. Well, I got ten million cardinals at my place, but but right, <laughs> and, and a mockingbird that squawks everything. But oh, I, yeah. I, other, but it is funny that that during the spring you get a all of a sudden it's a whole different. Yeah. Vibe. You get you, you mm-hmm. hear a lot more different stuff than I'm yeah. hearing. Sarah now we're in the, that. Now yes. I'm in the summer and I'm hearing just the same old. Yeah, the normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So next week will be the last week of summer camp. Yes. yes. Uh, we'll be wrapping up and then the testing will happen next week. We will see before and after. Uh, and then the kids that uh, will be lined up for tutoring next year, we'll start to get that lined up for next year for them. And then we'll start to prepare for the new school year because it's not that far away. Oh. No, it's, yeah, um, that's right upon us in yeah, we're August. Not, we're not far from July, and folks. If yeah. you, you can get the calendar for Murray County Schools on the Murray County School website. Um, it was approved by the state, so it's it's legit. So you can plan your fall break, spring break, whatever mm-hmm. break you want to take <laughs> on it. So it's on there. So good stuff going on in education right now. Very, very happy. The new superintendent, new superintendent, the new commissioner of education will be here July 1st. Uh, here, here. No, no, no. Here in oh. Tennessee. Um, <laughs> I was like, here, I will, here. <laughs> I'll speak with her and see if I can get her to come down, maybe do our radio show. I won't I won't bring her to Three Dudes in a View. <laughs> okay, Clayton. But I'll, I'll bring over here a little bit front, more friendly audience here. That, right, we'll chat. But, uh, and ha- maybe have uh, Southern Middle Tennessee have a chance to meet her and, and hear her talking. Great. Bring her. You know, we'll see what we can do there. And then uh, August 21st, the governor has told us officially that he's still going to call it. So we'll be having a special session August 21st. Well, calling it and getting something done is a whole That's, different matter. Yeah. Ah, there's the rub. Yeah, so we'll you know. see. It's going to be very interesting. A lot of time between now and then. Uh, you heard what happened up in Cordell Hole yesterday with the white powder. No, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm aware of it, but I haven't any results. Yeah. So we were, uh, I was having a meeting up there yesterday with Senator Hensley with the builders and realtors about looking for possibly a revenue sources to help with growth. Yeah, and let and legislation, and then uh, we get a knock on our conference door, and it was uh, T- Tennessee Highway Patrol, and they're like, "The building's on lockdown. We got an issue." And so we're like, "What's the issue?" And so we stepped out, and they told us about the envelopes that were delivered to the speakers, the majority leaders of the House and the Senate uh, had white powder in them with a note. And so uh, they they locked down Cordell Hall for about two and a half hours. We were stuck there waiting to go. Uh, and then finally they gave us the all clear sign so we were able to leave but uh, uh, this whole thing with the special session is getting um, very very serious Uh, all the other legislatures in the country will be out so there'll be one epicenter Oh well, we'll be. And, on, it'll be Nashville. We'll be on Lester Holt. So it'll be. Uh, <laughs> uh, they've already prepared us that uh, the the possibility of thousands of people being at the Capitol. Oh, and there's not much room there. No, and you, you know you're going to have um, a diversity of views up there. Oh, yes. About what we should be doing in the general session and our special session and what we should not be doing in the special session. And so um, you know if you if you can if you I mean. It's it's your legislature, yep. And this is where you become an active participant. You if you if you want things to one way or the other, whatever you want, you need to participate and come to the Capitol and make sure. And I'll tell you this for a fact: we have been told that most of the people that are going to be coming to protest will not be Tennesseans. Oh, isn't oh, that a well, shock? Yeah. And, and so, what a surprise. And Those so, people just must not have anything to do. When do they get their clothes washed if they just go from <laughs> protest to protest? Well, their parents do it because they're living in their basement. Oh. Well, I can, I can tell you this from personal experience. Um, uh, personal hygiene and laundry may not be high on their priority. <laughs> Because Scott's still combating that in his house. They're professional <laughs> protesters. They are. They, they are. just go for cause, and I bet you they don't have a clue about sometimes about what they're hooping and hollering about. They just joined in, and somebody gave them a little stipend. They said, "Sure, we'll go stand down there. What do you want us to say?" I talked to a group of people they're during. Paid. I talked yeah. to a group of people during the protest. I, I stepped. I said, "You know, okay, what do you want?" Right, and I, first of all, I said, "Where y'all from?" Half of them can't tell you what well, they want. No. They said, uh, "We're from Oregon." There's like <laughs> ten of them, and they're screaming at me, <clears throat> and yeah. they're all holding signs. And I said, "Okay, well, what do you want me to do?" Uh, no, no, no peace without movement or something like that. I said, "Okay, <laughs> what do you want me to do?" Exactly, what does that? I mean, mean <laughs> tell me what you want me to do, and nobody could even tell me something coherent what they wanted me to do. 
And yeah. I said, do you realize that if you can't tell me what you want me to do, why would I do anything? Yeah. And if you can't defend why you want me to do something, why would I do anything? And so it's just... It, it's is going to be. Do you remember the? Um, that requires too much depth of thought, Scott. They're yeah. just there to protest. <laughs> if you remember the big um, state income tax debate. Oh yes. Oh yes. How the people descended on the capital. Yes. They're they're saying that it's going to be worse than that. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Worse well, people down yeah. in Nashville better yeah. watch out. So, all right, folks, we're going to need to pay a few bills, and I tell you what, we'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. What's your favorite radio station? 101.7 WKOM. <laughs> Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. 
McEwing Group. Land is your legacy. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. That's a plus. And here we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee and the interesting conversations that we have when the, when we think the mics are off. I know. It's well, like, I told somebody, who was that? Oh, Enoch George's son told me how much he enjoyed listening to us. And I said, really what you ought to hear is what's not on the radio. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> well, we all know that now Scott is as pure as a driven snow, but the rest of us, <laughs> nope, nope. So is there any history going on? So we decided to talk about John Trotwood more today. Yeah. So um, he was born and raised in Marion, Alabama. His uh, father was a, a lawyer and a judge uh, who went to the University of Alabama. Well, good. Um, no, it's University of Alabama. Uh, Alabama. Um, he... Uh, Moore went to Howard College, which is now Sanford, and uh, in, in at the time it was located in Marion, Alabama. Um, he graduated in 1878, and then he started editing the Marion Commonwealth uh, for a year, and then he left to teach school. Bless his heart. Um, and he, um, and then he married Florence Allen from Columbia in 1885. And they moved here to Columbia to a farm, and they raised Tennessee Pacers. Um, I got to know, I've heard about John Trotwood more all of my life, and I got to know more about him when I started researching Pop Jeers, because he was like the promoter for Pop, in a way. Yeah, he was. Um, he so, was a good public relations. He man. was. So, um, But he, they moved to Columbia. Uh, and then in 1892, he started writing a weekly column in the Daily Herald called The Livestock and Literature. Um, Isn't that an interesting title? <laughs> it is. Interesting. But he wrote under the name, the pen name of Trotwood, and he later adopted it as his middle name. So, And Trotwood, we travel up and down Trotwood Avenue, everybody does, coming and going. And and I think it has always been in the back of people's minds that it was called Trotwood because the horses trotted out that way to the racetracks. I think I, I've heard that. <clears throat> but actually, he adopted the name Trotwood as his middle name because of, a co- of David Copperfield, Dickens' novel. David Copperfield winds up being adopted by his aunt, and her last name is Trotwood, so he becomes David Trotwood, <laughs> and, and so that is a very involved story. Dickens thought it was his best, his best work, and it is just full of satire and people with with interesting names. If you run out of something to do, just look it up on the internet. I might read it if I run out of something to do myself. But anyway, he so liked that character in Dickens' book that he put that in the middle of his name. So, wow. Hence the so Trotwood. You said Dickens thought that was his, David his, Copperfield was his, his best, best work? His best work. And I think that, that excludes Oliver Twist. A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol. All those other things that we love so much from Dickens. And and he thought that was his best one. But the plot is just, oh my, it's all over the place. 
So I, I guess I'm going to be compelled to read it so I can see if I can figure it out. Why, so, by golly, we want a full book report. Oh, yes, she'll do a book report. <laughs> On a book report. But anyway, so Trotwood, uh, John Trotwood Moore, he began also writing for the Clark's Horse Review, um, and he would talk about the Tennessee Pacers, which were um, bred specifically here in Middle Tennessee in Columbia. They were founded, that kind of line was founded here. Um, and he included stories and poems he written, and he wrote many stories. Uh, he had several books, and Mama's actually reading one of them right now. Called? Song of... Grass? No. What are well, you reading? Well, shucks. Some, it's something... The Gift of Grass. That's it. The Gift of Grass. And it's told about the how... It's about the how horses. The Tennessee Pacers. The, the Tennessee Pacers. And it's told from the viewpoint of the horse. It is just so clever. <laughs> the front end or the back end? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it starts when they are born... And and the first one, I guess the first one is would be Hal, uh-huh. and and they just about throw him away. In fact, they considered killing him because he was so ugly. <laughs> there was nothing about him that, and the man who owned owned the his mother, Aunt Hill, told the the horseman there just kill that thing he is so ugly and that was the beginning of this line that still runs through the pacers some of them yes so but he also um john was also the principal at mcdowell at one time uh, from 1889 to 1894 uh, he started his own magazine in 1905 called trotwood monthly and he wrote most of the material himself and you can um, Google books. Um, you can type in John Trotwood Moore, and it will pull up some of those articles and those publications. Wow. Um, of course, a lot of them um, have deteriorated over time or whatever, but that is a really cool tool when you're doing research. And you there's this book that was published, you know, early 1900s late 1800s and there you, there's not one in print somewhere that you can borrow from a library or get from a library you can type it in there and just look at it so wow that was really cool but he also helped uh get t.s stribling from clifton that's uh, another uh, interesting another interesting story for another day um that writer um got him started um so I bet, I bet clifton didn't have 50 people in it at the time no but clifton clifton is connected to columbia um so and that's a whole story in itself so i'll try to work that up with the story of t.s stribbling one day well now i was told at one time that clifton was being considered and was almost the state capital well what's located right on the tennessee river yes it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful little town yes it is um but also he published it published many books um songs and stories from tennessee a sermon a summer hymnal a romance of tennessee uh the bishop of cotton town um, old Mistis and other songs and stories from Tennessee, the old cotton gin, Uncle Wash and his stories, and then Hearts of Hickory, a story of Andrew Jackson and the War of eighteen twelve. I'd like to see a copy yeah. of that. That so, might be real interesting there. Yeah. But he was um he was appointed as the state librarian and archivist in March of nineteen nineteen by Governor Roberts. Um, what did this guy not do? He did everything. <laughs> just think how, how different his his education and his opportunities were from what we think folks need now to be successful. Yeah. So he just, just had a simple education and went with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that simple education back then was pretty rigorous. Oh, yeah. oh yes, it I was. imagine he studied. I imagine he studied Latin and Greek. Yeah. And world history, and and he probably had probably what he he learned in in four years would probably be equivalent to two PhDs now. Yeah. <laughs> so he was very successful as a state librarian and archivist. He collected a lot of historical documents that were important to the state of Tennessee, um, and he also developed a Civil War questionnaire that was sent out to some five thousand soldiers. And it was returned by 1,650 of them. So you had first accounts or yeah. information. He also um, 
he did he went through the world war he talked to the world war um people as well um and we have so in our family we have um a great uncle it's several greats for me but he died in world war one and of the flu of the flu but we if you get on the tennessee state library and archives it's digitized all that stuff is digitized so and perhaps if you had a great grandfather or great uncle or whoever that fought in the war so you could look at the questionnaires and stuff and we actually got to see handwriting of of my great-grandparents my great-great-grandparents about their son does it look like any of yours it's a little more ornate it's a little bit more ornate <laughs> Grand, great-grandmother sarah elizabeth wrote very very beautifully so um but that was pretty cool but the crowning achievement of his efforts was um getting the library and archives built so uh he personally lobbied at the legislature to get the tennessee state library and archives um and the final funding approval for the construction um was in 1947 and the building was dedicated in 1953 and they have so now they have a brand new building down in bicentennial mall and it just opened in the past several years and uh as a Tennessean or as someone that lives in Tennessee, I think that you need to go to the State Museum and the State Library and Archives just to see the history of it's everything. Yeah, it's there. But he he was he traveled a lot with um, Pop Jiggers. There's some in the my research. I have found that he's at harness races and he has traveled and he knows things. And um, one of the photos that we found when I was researching. Um, pop in Goshen, New York, is a photo that he took at Rose Hill Cemetery when they buried Pop Jeers. I had never seen that photo until I opened that book in oh, Goshen. Goshen. Well, Goshen has a lot of his work as in well. Bound volumes yes. in their archives. So, but he, um, his wife took over the libraries and archives when after he died. Um, her name was Mary Moore. That was his second wife. But one of his sons, I don't, I haven't done a lot of research on him, but I thought this was interesting. His son, one of his sons, Dr. Merrill Moore, was born in Columbia in 1903. He graduated from Vanderbilt in 1924, and he was a member of the Fugitives Group at Vanderbilt. Which is what? A great literary group like uh, John Crow Ransom and Andrew Lytle. They were uh, they were opposed to uh, they were an agrarian movement. They were hoping to preserve the South's farming and agrarian nature. So, and eventually he moved to Boston and he was a colonel and surgeon in the South Pacific during World War II. Wow. Well, he was in his 40s too then yeah. Yeah. about it so um so that was pretty cool um us starting to research but if you get a first edition of one of his books call us call us <laughs> <laughs> i've got two please please i've got the songs of tennessee and i've got the gift of grass and it's uh, out and it's uh dedicated to someone it, yes he gave, it's it's autographed yes so um and you can find them on ebay sometimes if you're you know well if you got songs in tennessee now it's outdated because we just added a couple of more songs i know i know, I know. and there's I also tops in there dude. yeah there it is it, it is, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> but there are now 12 yes oh my yes. goodness we're more than any other state but because um, we're so musical that's right well but, they just added two more <laughs> <laughs> he was also a presbyterian i did find that out for you jim Thank so you. i guess he went to first presbyterian and he was Thank also you. a sigma chi brother so hey pretty, pretty cool <laughs> so well i'll tell you what clayton i think we're up against a break and we'll be right back with inside middle tennessee this is barry duke and you're listening to 101.7 wkom columbia 
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one of a kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hellers here. Heatwave Heroes are keeping you from getting burned this summer. If you know you need an AC replacement, don't wait until it breaks down and you're sweating it out. Our Heatwave Heroes are saving the day with hot deals to keep you cool. Get a free UV light and free electronic air cleaner when you purchase select new HVAC systems this month. Don't wait until you need rescuing. Call the Heatwave Heroes. Visit happyhiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Now. 
And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee on an absolutely glorious day. And uh, Scott, is there anything at all going on with the state? Surely not. I mean, it's a dead period, isn't it? <laughs> not, not a thing. There are yeah, grant right. programs opening right and left. <laughs> you know? Things are due. It's the end of the fiscal so year. So the, uh, the end of the fiscal year is June 30th of this month. Um, and then all of the things that we have approved uh, and uh, Leader Lamberth uh, kind of puts it out. And if you follow me on Facebook, I'll just be forwarding those. But he kind of puts out all of the major legislation that goes into effect July 1st. And I'll, I'll just be forwarding that onto my Facebook post. Uh, and, uh, you know, my, if he's going to do all the work, might as well let him do it. Oh, yeah. Right. But uh, um, there's a, tons and tons of things that are going to be rolling out the next probably three weeks. Uh, as, as, as you said, the grant program will be in full swing. Uh, the governor talked about it yesterday. The school safety grants will be uh, unraveling here to where every school will be able to, will be required required to do a safety threat assessment and then take that information, send it to the state on what they need to make their schools safer. Good. And then the state will send that money down to them. Um, and, and here's the thing we're kind of concerned about is because we're doing something like this statewide, it's finding all the materials to do all these improvements, all the cameras, all the locks, all the oh, ballistic yeah. tape, right? It's going to be logistically challenging, but I, I think we'll, we'll get this done in a timely way because I think the schools are on board with getting this done as quickly as possible. Also, the SRO grant program is going into effect for public and private schools, so they'll be starting to file those money. Uh, Agathos will be able to, to file for a uh, SRO officer because they're a licensed school in the state of Tennessee as a private school. Uh, they'll be able to pull school safety grants down. Um, we also put in the bill, we changed that bill on the House floor to require all new construction to either have bulletproof glass or ballistic tape on all first story windows and any basement windows. Good. So uh, one of the things we did learn from the video of Covenant is that if the glass doesn't break and the doors are locked, the chances of you keeping the shooter on the outside of the school increase exponentially. Right, And so we are all in about making sure that every school at least has the ballistic tape. Now, the ballistic tape doesn't stop a bullet, but it maintains the integrity of the glass. So it's, so you can yeah. shoot it 50 times, and you'll have 50 holes in it, but the glass won't shatter, which means you still maintain that integrity so they can't gain, it, gain entry to the school. Um, well, it's at the very least, it'll delay somebody long yes. enough for to, for your first responders and, to get there. Well, and and the reason behind that is, if we require every school in the state of Tennessee to have an SRO, as soon as the first gunshot goes off, that SRO hears it and yeah. is running to that shooter. Yeah. So it by it gets us the time we need to address it on the outside of the school, which is the safest place for our kids, is to address these shooters on the outside of, of our schools. Uh, the mental health trust fund is now up to two hundred and sixty-five million dollars for that's for schools to be able to pull down money to do mental health in, in their schools to do professional development for their teachers. Uh, like I spoke about before, we are not trying to make teacher psychologists. No. What we want to do is get them the training so they understand and can identify a student that's in distress and get them the proper referral. Well, I, I did hear the news when Tom did it this morning, and one thing they mentioned in that was conflict resolution. Yes. And as a mediator, I can assure you that that is a useful tool, and, mm -hmm. and that we need to pursue that in all schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are also working on, don't forget, you got your sales tax holiday coming up, August, September, October of this year. Uh, so the sales tax on food will be lifted for almost every kind of food. Uh, you'll probably see that if all goes well with the revenue that we have in the state of Tennessee. Uh, from what I understand is we're going to incrementally continue to increase that every month or Good. every year. And hopefully by the time we'll, we'll get to the point where there'll be no tax on food no sales tax on food great yeah, that would be great that saves that saves some money um 10 percent. yeah that's correct the uh the highway transportation improvement will come into effect july 1st uh there'll be additional money sent down that murray county really didn't budget for but there'll be additional money sent down from the state to help with bridges with road construction with improvements for our infrastructure uh and i i'm doing it from my memory i want to say murray county's getting about seven or eight million dollars well, we've got some roads that could stay seven we do. Oh, uh, yeah. They are now a, a safety issue here, folks. They're doing really a lot of a lot of work now out there on Bear Creek. Please slow down. We've had some incidents out there, and and remember. Now you're talking about the interstate exchange. Yeah, the interstate exchange. Remember okay. this: 
because it's not finished, we have different levels of pavement there. So when we get a hard rain, it may not drain well. We've had a couple problems with people going through that are too fast and hydroplaning. Oh, dear. So please slow down through Bear Creek because there's different levels of asphalt, different levels of paving. And if you get a rainstorm, there may be pooling water on the top of that bridge. So please please be careful out there. When is that scheduled for completion? This fall. Okay. We're getting close. Yeah. We're getting close. We're getting real close. If everything holds. Uh, if you look out there right now, they're doing most of the paving uh, Paving right now. Uh, they have pretty much... If you look at the, if you've been under the bridge, how now wide the bridge is, mm-hmm. so you'll be able to see through the bridge on, on, for oncoming traffic. Uh, the last step is to build the northbound off ramp on 65. That's the mm-hmm. last part. And once they get that built, they'll do all the final paving and put it all back together. Um, if you know if you're headed northbound on ramp, how long it is, that's because of the semis. There's a hill there, so we have to give them longer time to get up okay. to speed. But uh, hopefully that project will be done. You know, up on Buckner Road, that project is, pr- is proceeding on, on path now. So um, once we get those two wrapped up, you'll probably see a major highway expansion from 840, probably down towards Saturn Parkway to, wide, to widen that out. Uh, if you look at the bridges that they're Boy, building, that's needed and they're wide. Wow. They're making sure that oh, that's the clog. In yeah, the so it, there's a lot of stuff going on, um, and then um, uh, our schools. The new TISA funding formula will take effect this fall. Murray County will get roughly another 17 million dollars in funding on top of what they already received last year, without the county having to make a match whatever their, their percentage is. So uh, we have a lot of money coming into education right now. The governor's plan on increasing teacher salary up to $50,000 in three years. Here the, I come back to teach. The first, well, we made that possible for you. You know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first, we'll hold your feet to the, fire on that one. The first increment will start this year. And I think it takes it from 37 to 42 or something like that. Yeah. And so every teacher across the state who's making below, I think it's $42,000 next in this fiscal year, coming up in, in August, will get a bump in their pay. Good for them. So we are heading in the right direction. Um, as you saw, the uh, the reading scores in third grade were fantastic. We moved the needle in two years, 12%. We're at like 41.5%. We haven't been over 40 in probably 17 years. Well, Where does that put a, us nationally? Uh, 40, 41, 42 percent, depending on how everybody else does. Yeah. If we work off of last numbers, that takes us from about 41 up to about 28. Well, oh, that's it, pretty strong. Well, we're headed, heading in the right direction. The big jump, and, I, and I'll tell you this, from what I've seen in the classrooms with our teachers and our kids that are focused on reading, this coming testing year will be the, the, the second year of summer school and tutoring. Yes. We saw almost a six-point jump year over year from, from the first year. The growth. The second year, we, we're looking at, we could go from 41, 42 to maybe 48. Now, it's still a low number. We all know that. But we're headed in the right direction. If we can go to 48 off of this year's numbers across the country, that would put us into the top 20. Well, it is a very gradual process. Yes. Oh, sure, and, and and we I think we got so excited about the statistics when the third grade scores came out. We didn't realize, and I I was guilty of this. We, we didn't realize how gradual the process it really is, is. It is because oh. we've been behind, and you don't get caught up in one one year. So over the last two years in the state of Tennessee, we've jumped almost eleven points. There's only been one other state that's come close to that. It was Mississippi, and they jumped nine. Well, so, Sheila, so I, said, I, well, I said all along when Scott introduced this, and we knew there was going to be some consternation and some gnashing of teeth, oh, so yes. to speak, and there has been, but the results are going to be two and three years down the road. Yeah. yeah. Now, know? the thing we are concerned about is because we put such a heavy emphasis on reading. Yes. That we're hearing, and on my visits from teachers, I'm hearing that the push was reading and mathematics probably suffered. So now we've got to figure out how we get the push in English language arts, and now we get the renewed push in mathematics. And so what we're talking about at the state level with the new commissioner that one of my conversations is, okay, great. We have proof that if we dedicate more focus to a subject, we can move the needle tremendously. So if we're going to add that focus on mathematics also, you've got to take something away. Please do. Because it's just because we're not I'm gonna tell you right now, we're not extending the school day. 
we're not doing that. So if you have six and a half hours of school, whatever it is, right? Yes. You've got recess in there. You've got lunch in there. You have to do response to intervention. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to do English language arts, and you have to do mathematics. Well, let's not do uh, astronomy and mm-hmm. geometry and uh, calculus. So, and uh, So we're, we're watching this. But the one thing I'm tracking is I'm not tracking – I am track. I am tracking uh, how we do each year, year over year, right? Mm-hmm. But more, what I'm more concerned about is the vertical integration, right? Uh, our diagonal. I'm sorry, the diagonal integration of following a student that takes the third grade TCAP test, right? What does that cohort do in fourth grade? Yeah. What do they do in fifth grade? And we've not ever tracked it like that. Correct. The test scores have just been something on a piece of paper. Yeah, it's been year over year. Yeah. You know, hey, how we do this year? I'm not. What I'm concerned about is if we have X amount of students that are on grade level in third grade, do we have those or more in fourth, fourth grade? Fourth grade. Is it? Do we have more no. of those in fifth grade? Because that tells me we're learning. Yeah. The, what we have right now, and is very troubling in mathematics, is our high point is third grade. Yeah. And it's a, it's a slow deterioration diagonally over years to where we're in the teens by the time we get to high school. Yes, and I can't do so, the work. So I, what we're looking at, that's what I'm, I'm working on right now is mathematics is, is there something in the structure of mathematics on how the standards are, the curriculum, what's wrong with it that's causing this deterioration of kids that were on track yeah. are falling away. So that's that. And then also... Um, um, Scott, if if we if we're putting a milepost there on on third grade, and I know we're also working on some things for kindergarten, mm-hmm. first grades too. Do you think? And I'm thinking way down the road here, not right now. Is it necessary to put another milepost like at the sixth grade before they get in the, uh, very far into middle school well, or something like that? In in the in the in the new in the, in the modification to re, the retention bill that I carry this year, we did put data tracking in there. Right? We want to, and that's where the diagonal tracking comes in. Right? Yes, we are concerned about this year's TCAP scores, right? But we want to see how those cohorts maintain as they progress through the educational system. That's where the diagonal uh, cross-section comes in. And so um, very good things happening right now in English language arts. Fantastic. I mean, just 12 points in two years. I mean, Sheila, you know, that's almost impossible. Yes, it is. But, it, but it's there because the teacher's... Yes, let us salute the teachers. So they focused on it, and the students are engaged. Now, now we got to get math. And and if we can get them both working together, then my goal has always been to get at Tennessee's educational system to number one. And the key to getting to number one in my heart, and I've seen this for five years up there, is we've got to get out of the educational reform business. Well, wouldn't that be right. refreshing? We have to get in the we have to get in the education business because reform is like we have a new commissioner, right? Yes, they're going to want to put their stamp oh, on education, right? Yes. And what we're telling, what we've told the new commissioner is, no, we're headed in this direction. Let us go. You can get on, get off, or get out of the way. Yeah. Hopefully, right? get out of the way. <laughs> so there you go. So, oh, so we got a minute left, Clayton. Now. You got you coach baseball, right? How's your team doing? Down, middle school did well. Uh, Babe Ruth, we have a championship game tonight in Kalioka. And where do you go from there if you win? Uh, when you win? Southeast region, hopefully. And where's that? Greenville, North Carolina. Oh. oh. Home of the Mudcats. The Carolina <laughs> Mudcats. Clayton, how how many teams are in Babe Ruth now? Because I know it's a startup. We league, had tw- right? we had twelve this year. That's good. That's a lot of teams. That's a lot of that teams. Good. Good. Well, which just shows you that it's unfortunate that Babe Ruth ever what died for how many years? It's mm-hmm. coming back. Yeah. yeah. Travel yeah. ball has lost its luster. And if you want to see, uh, <laughs> <laughs> parents are tired of traveling. I bet the parents are glad. <laughs> high school high school football will hit the dead period next week, but a lot of seven on seven is going on right now. Stop by local high school field, and you'll see it. There you go. Uh-huh.